Okay, let's get into it. Something is in the air right now. Something is in the air right now. Hey, can you feel it? I know you feel it because you feel fucking crazy. Like, fucking batty as shit. The anxiety is like rising in our chest. And we have that tension behind our eyes. Like that constant edge of a migraine creeping in. Or maybe you have had migraines, just tension, headaches, jaw clenching. Your teeth are kind of sore from it. You know, like you log into your bank account and then you start spinning your wheels trying to figure out where am I going to cut costs? What can I what can I do now? Racking my brain on how to create ways to get more money and get my numbers up faster. Well, that's also when the shame hits. The shame train rolling in, steam rolling right over us. This self-loathing creeps in and we start to overanalyze all all the Amazon orders we've done and the money we've spent on our business and on this like, you know, it feels like a really expensive hobby. I'm sure it can't just be me. I, I see it all the time with my clients. I know it's not just me, right? It's not just me. <laughs> We're seeing all the money we've invested and the line of credit and the credit cards getting maxed out or feeling like we're running out of money that once what once felt like a power move like holy shit we felt so abundant oh we got approved they gave us this credit oh we're so excited now feels like an endless pit that's just you know we're just it's prying at us we're praying that we just don't fuck up and that we aren't costing ourselves our dignity by chasing this dream and creating this debt. This is some intense energy. This is some shit. This is some shit we need to work through. We need to we have to stop hiding from it, stop going through it and then putting our mask on, pretending everything's okay. Like we need to unpack it. Let's unpack it, recalibrate it and correct the chaotic self-hatred that we're falling into, this dream killing energy. Like this shit's gross. It's dirty, it's sludgy, it's mucky. Like we need to wash this shit off and we need to tap into and turn up the frequency that's going to actually make dollars flow so we can continue to grow. Shall we? All right. Challenge accepted. Let's fucking go. If you're tired of the boring business coaching bullshit out there and the mindset woo that doesn't really work and just leaves you feeling even more lost in outer space, well, my mystic sister, you have finally landed in the right place. Welcome to the sorority with Jessica Mystic, the podcast where we ditch the brain shame and learn how to manage that creative, multi-passionate, magnificent mind of yours. That's right. I'm going to help you cash in on your creativity and chaos through mindfulness and creating cash habits that work while building the most beautiful and abundant life for yourself. With weekly integration activities and my proven manifestation methods, we are going to help you go from feeling unstable to becoming unstoppable in your life and business. I am so grateful to have you here, Sistar. In this community, we are going to rise and shine together. On that note, let's go make some magic. My mystic sisters, my fellow creative and multi-passionate souls, it is your host here, Jessica Mystic, your favorite star seed sister who is going to cheer you on and love you as you are, where you're at, all while showing you what's truly possible, even when it doesn't feel like it. And we are riddled with self-doubt. This is the show where I'm going to teach you how to make the most out of your life and business through mindfulness and magic, unlocking real productivity, not anchoring into people-pleasing. We're going to work on loving yourself and your money so you can create cash habits that work for you. So before we dive in, let's get like off this, you know, let's talk ourselves off the ledge, all right, and into feeling like we're actually on top of the world. Like, we don't need to jump. Let's get honest as fuck right here. Aren't you tired of feeling shitty? Do you want to be stuck in the shameful, self-loathing, self-pity bullshit energy? That soul-sucking spiral of crap that's just swirling around you and doing absolutely no, no favors for you? No, of course not. So let's decide to do something about it right now. Okay? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Sorry, I can't hear you. What? Yes, I want you to yell at your screen. Uh -huh. oh, Let it out. Get loud. 
probably deaf listening to this in your earbuds right now. That's what the producer's for. She can help with those levels while we level you the fuck up. Shout out to Jen. <laughs> well, it's time to pick yourself up off the floor. Drag your ass off the floor. Sit up. I don't care if you're kind of like, you know, a little bit out of it. We're going to sit you the fuck up. Heart center forward. All right. Come out of that hoodie, snuggy, comfy, blanky nest you've buried yourself into as some form of comfort. Heart up. Tits up. Heart out. All right. We're going to own our shit right now. You are here for a reason. And you're not dead yet. It's cryptic, but it's true. We all have those dark thoughts. We don't like to acknowledge them, but we've been on this ledge before. And sometimes that shit gets real ugly, real deep. We are light beings. We without You can't have light without dark. So we know, we know the deep dark shit. So we're anchoring into the light. We're gonna keep that spark going, all right? Ask yourself right now, if someone talked to you to, or to your, you know what? Not even, no, no. Like I was going to say younger version of you, but like, let's, let's really, let's way to visualize this. So you actually understand what the fuck I'm saying. If someone talked to your son or your daughter, or, and if you don't have children, any other child, if someone walked up and just started yelling at this child, the way that you are speaking to yourself, the way you're allowing your mind to talk to you right now. Would you tolerate that shit? Nah. Nah. No fucking way. You have spent your entire life trying to prove yourself. Me too. Not just you. I'm not yelling at you. Like, I know this. I know this shit deep. Proving our worth, our importance. Seeking approval, permission, acceptance for so long that we fear Failure. This fear of failure stems from thinking that our success and our ability to achieve and embody ourselves and who we want to be depends on what others think of our situation at any given point. No way. Nah. Not standing for it, sister. Take your power back. Bitch, please. This is your fucking life. Point blank, calling you out with love right now, okay? I hope you feel this heart beating, pounding into your brain right now. This is your fucking life. This is your human experience. You are the boss. You call the shots in your life, in your business. You. You are the divine be all and end all of what happens in your life. Yes, exterior shit goes on, but you control you, boo. You wouldn't be so damn driven, so obsessed to do this shit if it wasn't part of your divine purpose. Part of God's plan, even. You can and you will get there. No matter what. Because you've got the grit. You've hauled yourself on this far, overachieving, overdoing, overproving. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if you're crawling, it's one hand in front of the other. If you consistently refuse to give up, most of us do. We're refusing. We're refusing to give. We don't know how to give up. If you keep moving one small step at a time, It'd be a lot more fun if you stopped worrying about how far you have left to go. When you lift that head up, instead of looking at how far is left to go, start looking around you. Like, fun fact. Let's go on an ADHD trip right now. Fun fact. Let's talk gym class. Like, middle school gym class. High school. Like, I ran with my eyes fucking closed. Now, I know it sounds dumb, but I even to this day, if I have to run... I will run with my eyes closed and like periodically open them up for a split second just to make sure I'm not going to crash into somebody and often I would fall off a curb and trip on shit. But I would run with my eyes closed because it gave me anxiety 
to know how far I had to go. And I see this in my daughter, same thing. If we have to go for a walk, she can run, play. She loves gymnastics. She can do a scooter, bike. But if I have to say we're going for a walk and she's like, well, how far are we going? Instant anxiety because we thrive on instant gratification. That's why we create. It's the reason why we like to do things ourselves, why we're control freaks. We control when we see the outcome because we're the ones responsible for it and we wanna be the first to experience it, which puts all the pressure on us and on our shoulders, but we want to be sure that we experience it. So let's harness that crazy ass shit because we know we've got it handled even when it doesn't seem like it. We know we know how to move and push through and survive and do, and we, we know hashtag survival mode. We just gotta go. So instead of feeling the anxiety, having to close our eyes and worry about how far we have to go, instead, if we're doing this run, isn't it more fun if you're doing it with others so you can talk and chat around the way and then you know, looking around and what time of day are you running at or walking at or where are you? Are you looking at animals and birds? What sounds are you hearing? Focusing on things around you and celebrating and being present in the moment rather than so fixated on where you're going. That's where anxiety comes from. I believe it was a guru. I don't know if it was Dalai Lama. I cannot remember right now, but someone, something, something I read when I was in college, early years, when I first started post-secondary, was if you're feeling anxious, you're too you're too anchored in the future, which is true because I future tip all the fucking time. Right? You got to give yourself some credit. You got this. But you're missing out on where you're at now and who you are now because you're too busy feeling like a piece of shit for not being where you want to be yet. Now, I talk about giving yourself some credit. That's the reason for this episode. Here we go. Credit. Ah. <sighs> Yes, credit. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Credit feels good when it's new, right? Like we celebrated the approval for the loan, the card, whatever. Maybe it's from your mom or from a family member, whatever it is, whoever lent you the cash. And we say, yeah, when they give it to us. Yes, they believe in me. Getting that money is a sign that that person or that institution or the universe believes in us, believes in our dream and trusts us to pay it back. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's like it gives us some kind of status. Getting all jacked now. They trust us. They don't see us as thieves or criminals or, you know, shady as shit. They trust us. We feel, oh my gosh, they trust, they put faith in us. That lights us up. So like, let's stop and think about that. So we're getting high off the fact that someone else believes in us in our dream. So we feel validated. It makes us feel like we can actually succeed and actually make a difference and actually do the damn thing because they put money in us. They gave us their hard earned money and time spent. Like all, all that is, is put into us. They've poured into us. They filled our cup. And it makes us feel like we can because... Maybe we aren't crazy if they approve, right? But, yeah, well, that, that fucked up high that we're feeling, that chasing, that validation, that approval shit, again, we're starting off by setting ourselves up for stressing about this shit later. Because then we buy the stuff. We got the money. We celebrate it. We go and buy the stuff. We sign up for the class. We go to the conference. We hire the coach. Rent the space. Whatever the fuck else it is that we needed this money for, we're so excited to invest in, right? To better ourselves, to follow our hearts, to make something out of this quote-unquote expensive hobby, this dream. And then we see the amount owing and we freak out. And I hear it all the time from all, all walks of life. It takes about two to three years before you see any real profit. You gotta spend money to make money. Well, if that's the norm, and this is a known fucking fact, then why does it feel like we're dying and we're failing and we're just fucking everything up? Because, because we're women, for one. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out some feminism here. I think men and women, in a lot of ways, are a lot more equal. Oh, you know, that's a whole other conversation. I'm not gonna say we're equal, but like, there is this guilt that women carry, especially if you're divergent as fuck, 
because we already feel like we're a burden. And then if it's not our money that we're spending, who are we to be spending the money that wasn't ours to begin with? And if we're women who are mothers with the man supporting the household, well, now we feel guilty for spending the money that should be supporting our family. And we feel shameful and belittled by having to ask hubby for said support and financial assistance because he's already working hard out of the home to support us, to support the kids. And now we're taking it from the family, the home, the kids, and all the ways that we should have responsibly spent this said money. Maybe in other ways, in other ways that aren't on ourselves, that aren't what we want. I even hear it from clients that come in to get expensive procedures done or brows like, oh, I hate spending money on myself. Like that is the story a lot of us tell ourselves. We feel like that we're a passion project or we feel like we're being pitied. We're not being taken seriously. We're not seen as an equal in that sense. There's a shame for wanting more, for wanting more than to stay at home and be a mom. Like, why is that not enough for me? Because I'll tell you right now, that's not enough for me. Also, it drives me crazy. My children need to be able to grow away from me as much as I want to be present with them. Because we get overstimulated. <laughs> we we want to have the best fucking day and then the day goes south and we hate ourselves and we feel like we're traumatizing our children and we're not giving them all the experiences we wanted to and we feel like we're failing and it's just this endless cycle that goes on repeat, whether it's money, energy, parenthood, doesn't matter. We feel shame for not wanting to work a nine to five. We feel shame for not fitting into the corporate box or mindset or like having the perfect career or we feel shame for wanting to leave a career we've already spent so much money on going to school, doing the post-secondary thing, getting the degree, spending all the student loans, paying all that shit back and then not following it, wasting the hard-earned money our parents put away for our educational fund to find out it wasn't meant for us. We feel shamed for pivoting or whatever normal bullshit you're supposed to be doing right now with our lives other than building a business. Newsflash. Investing in ourselves is actually the best return on investment because you can't lose when you bet on yourself. And I'll keep saying this because it's true. All we have to do is show the fuck up. Fun fact, I'm doing this episode today when my mother... The company she works for sent out a message. The head of the company sent out a message saying, our company is undergoing some reconstruction. You'll receive an email if you've been terminated. And if you've been kept on, you'll also receive an email. And for a solid like hour and a half, they just sat and waiting to find out if their jobs were gone or not with no notice. So all of this for what? When you are working for someone else and it's not yourself, it can be taken from you at any time. Fun fact, she, got, she was kept on. She got the approval email. But like, really? We're giving them the power to dictate? Like, if her email said otherwise today, then what? And she's like, well, I guess I got to open my shop and just pour into my shop full time, get that going. It actually sparked fire in her to start the side hustle and own her hobby and create a business out of her hobby. Give her a little extra nudge that she needed. Because then you realize without this job, you're left with debt. Your existence costs money. As humans on this planet, our existence costs money. We have to pay to exist in this world. Which is really fucking weird. But I mean, at the same time, I also don't want to live like the animals. I like extra things. I'm extra. I own it. I like it. I like the way it feels when I spend money. I like being responsible. I like experiences. Experiences cost money. Travel costs money. I accept that. But did you ever stop to think about what you're spending your money on? Like, what does that debt actually mean? It has nothing to do with your self-worth. Just like pricing, debt doesn't have anything to do with your self-worth. It doesn't define who you are. It doesn't define where you're at. It doesn't define your success. You manifested those funds initially, like you attracted the ability to spend that money in the first place. Those thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars or millions in some other businesses, like especially your startup, like construction and shit, like fuck. All that money is money that the universe gave you at a time of need when you asked for it in order for you to pursue this dream, this thing. It was the proof that you needed to move forward. And now you're just feeling a little stressed out. You can't just love money when it shows up and then treat it like a dirty, shameful secret 
when it feels like a sturdy debt. Like it's some whore that you're just keeping on the side that you can tap into when you feel like it fills your fancy. When she's when she's a good enough number for you to go and take from again. And dress her up and take her out for attention. Celebrate her and then just leave her on the side and booty call when necessary. Like, do you see how fucking rude that is? Let's personify debt. Money is a relationship. Would you want to be treated this way? I mean, maybe you have been treated this way. How did that feel? Money doesn't like it either. Do you forget that your debt is doing you a favor? Your debt is buying you time. Your debt has a purpose. It's giving you space to grow at a pace where you feel more comfortable and confident so that it's supposed to cause you less stress because now you've bought time. Time is money. This is why we pay for proximity. Our time is money just like debt. Debt is giving you time in exchange for money. Debt is a tool. We need to celebrate debt. It's a way of abundance. You need to still be grateful and express gratitude. Debt is a tool. If you're leveraging debt, not just carelessly racking it up and fucking yourself over for ego's sake in order to look rich, okay? Like that's a whole fucking training I can go down. But when you're, because that's, that's what you're doing. When you're leveraging debt, you're doing exactly what rich bitches are doing everywhere. Just because someone is rich or appears rich or iconic, whatever, it doesn't actually mean that they're paying cash for everything in full. They probably could, but they don't. They leverage their debt. Just like think when you're buying a house. Say this rich person um, is buying a house and they could put a huge down payment down, especially if it's like a really big multi-million dollar mansion. Maybe they could afford to buy it outright. But they'll put a good down payment down, like they'll put a good chunk down, and then they buy time and pay the rest off in a mortgage. Now, when it comes to managing money, you want to make sure that you're paying yourself and creating room for your cash flow at the same time. So even though you could max out your bank and pay off your credit card, you don't and you won't. A, that doesn't feel safe. We like having cushion to fall back on. But you also want to make sure you're paying more than your minimum payment in order to pay it off, but still leave enough to pay yourself cash so that you don't have to use a personal credit card to pay for shit and cost yourself more in interest. And sometimes you just got to get by. And maybe that is what you did. Maybe you just racked up some stuff because you're just trying to survive. Well, now you're going to take responsibility for it and you're going to take action step by step to financially plan and manage your money better. There's no shame in that. It's all lessons learned. Don't get caught up in the history. Numbers are the past. You have the power to change what's happening going forward. And if you can spend that money, you can make that money. Money flows. Money in, money out. You just have to focus on where it is you're putting your intention and your actions have to reflect the outcome you're looking for. If you're actively participating in money-making actions, you will make money. And if you are investing for growth, you're going to be spending money. If you're just being frivolous as shit and just fucking throwing it out there and hoping for the best, well, then you're just fucking around. And you're going to find out that's not going to be a profitable business plan in the long run. This is where you need to learn how your money works. What resources are available to you and how to start making the effort to know your cash flow. Hiding from it, ignoring it, feeling bad about it, hating it, whatever, hoping for the best isn't going to get you any more confident or, and get, nor gain you any more control here. Like you need to, again, go back to the last episode, date your money, date your debt. They are one and the same. Make time to sit down and date your debt too, not just fantasize and fuck around with fun money. Because the debt is a result of the fun money. <laughs> okay, they're one and the same. Light and dark, Jekyll and Hyde, right? When you feel more involved and build relationships with your money, you can better decide on what bigger investments you want to make and what is more beneficial to you in the next moves for growing your business. And then you can actually feel more empowered 
when you spend the money, you have more control during lower cash months. Those dips make more sense and it becomes easier for you to hold the vision and work through those moments of doubt and spiral. They're still going to happen. We're psycho. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to have a hot fucking minute, but then we got to work through it. We got to keep going. Okay. Have a little meltdown, kick, scream, cry, go have a hot shower. Let's work. Money mindset is vital to money management. Decriminalizing your debt and your all those limiting beliefs and the stories and the healing of our actual money relationships is what's going to allow us to declutter our mind and then make clear cash generating decisions going forward. So just trust me, it gets to feel good to spend your money even after it's gone because you know where it's going. A little bit of that dopamine hit that we're always chasing, but then we can ride the high a lot longer when that shit is making us more money, fueling the fire in our soul and feeding the dream. That's what we're here for. Where we place our energy is where we place our power. So stop the leaks. Stop stabbing yourself in the heart, making all these holes. We feel like money's being wasted when we have all these energy leaks. So I wasted my money. I wasted it. Why? We're getting into the assessment portion. We feel like it's being wasted. Why? Why do you feel like it's being wasted? Is this a story of self-worth? Like you're wasting it on you, wasting it on your dream? What doesn't feel good? If you feel like money's being wasted, if you feel like it's an item you're paying for, or if you want to cancel a payment or a membership, Ask yourself, what are you losing when you cancel it? What are you releasing? Do you feel loss or regret by canceling it? Are you missing out on something that you feel you needed? If not, release it. Okay? You tried that. You changed your mind. It's just like consent. You consent to play with the idea of paying for this or doing the thing. And then you're like, nah, I withdraw consent. I don't want to do that anymore. It was fun flirting with this idea. Now it's not working for me. I'm going to go over here. You get to do that. It's an open relationship on how you spend your money in different frequencies, but you have to still treat it with love and respect. Do you feel you would rather be spending your money on something else? Like, is that why you feel like you're wasting it? You would have rather spent it here? If that's the case, then do that. <laughs> you call the shots. It's your fucking money. You can change your mind. And if that doesn't work and you didn't like it and you feel bad about it, you can change it back. Imagine that. It's never too late and it's never a waste to try new things, new systems, new coaches. Money is going to gain you access to new ideas, new opportunities, and new ways of doing things. So just like any other way that we spend our energy, you might go on some really fun dates and play with your money and realize, oh, that's just not for me, you know, but you still had fun. That's what matters. It's not a waste. And if you didn't have fun and it's not feeling good, well, you learned a lot. You learned what you don't like and what you don't want to be spending your money on, right? There's no value in it for you. You're done. You back the fuck up. Black. Bye, bitch. <laughs> we either get the result we wanted or the lesson we needed. Shout out to Adam Chatterley, Beauty Business Secrets, for that quote that runs through my mind. On the daily. To start, entrepreneurship is constantly <laughs> challenging ourselves and <laughs> taking on these side quests of self and betterment while building a business, reevaluating and reassessing our life choices. What makes you think that spending any money? Learning as we grow would be any different. What makes you think we wouldn't spend any money to learn and to grow? It's such a simple and yet expected concept. We forget, we forget and get so mad when we do exactly that. We are learning and growing and we're paying to play. We're paying to play the game of life. Big moves in life 
Take tiny steps, keep moving forward. But the big moves, the big investments are typically what get us the bigger payoff. But it feels like a gamble. Now, if it feels like a gamble, remind yourself, you don't have to gamble with your money. We always hear this, big moves get big results. Now, I'm here to remind you that it's, that's like gambling, right? The more you bet, the more the payoff. But we're not about gambling with our money. Yeah, we're going to take risks. We're gambling with what's going to work for us and what we like, and what we enjoy, and what we want to do. But if the gamble isn't betting on you, you don't need to dump all your money into something. If it doesn't feel good or light you up and there's not something about it, if you feel like you have to and you should, but you're not so sure, then sleep on it. Wait. You don't have to spend it all in order to get ahead. You don't have to have thousands of dollars and big investments to get started. In fact, most of us, most of us who are really successful entrepreneurs learn to get the most out of what we have so that the more we get, the more we can make of it. Same is to be said for like, you also don't need to save and hoard it all away. That's not benefiting you. Now you're just living in fear and you're not doing anything with it. You're just stuck. But the beauty of this is you don't, when we say all in, it doesn't mean frivolously and blind, blindly that we're running on intuition. And if it doesn't feel good, there's a difference between uncomfortable and like, you know, it's a bad fucking idea, right? Do a gut check. But the glory here is you get to choose. Now, the more, longer you think on something, you can start getting all worked up. That's where you just got to walk the fuck away and come back to it. We go through seasons because you're going to go through seasons where you invest heavily into building something. And then like, for example, one year I invested heavily on online courses, certifications, and then I invested heavily on mentorships, masterminds and more, spending tens of thousands of dollars. And then I focused on building the school more physical location, investing in signage and equipment and buying product, becoming a Canadian distributor for biotech, aftercare products, developing a product line. So there's different seasons for spending and investing in growth and, and money pathways that I'm creating. But now I'm in the era of investing in people, building my team, hiring help, outsourcing work to free up time and energy in order to create more ways to make money and help money flow my way and make more of an impact and grow and scale. So right now, I go through these spendings and they flow. And sometimes when we're investing in people and in mentorship and in growth, we don't see the immediate payoff because we're working with elements outside of ourselves. But if we keep showing up, it's going to work out. I mean, there's people I've invested money in in the past. I've hired a VA, didn't work out. It felt like it lost money. We cut ties, moved on. That's fine. It's going to happen. But I still got the lesson I needed. She wasn't for me. And now I knew what I was looking for. And I also noticed my failure to lead and give direction and what I was asking. It was muddy. It was unclear. I had two businesses melded as one. I had to separate them. I had to treat them as their own. They had different ideal clients, different target markets, different niches. And like, yes, they are both a part of me, but they were a different frequency. So I got clarity. That cash bought me clarity. Cash is typically buying us clarity, connections, time. It's all give and take. It's all give and take. It's a dance. When we freak the fuck out, it doesn't help us get ahead right? It just stops us dead in our tracks. And, and then we snap, right? We break or we snap the fuck out of it. And this is where we choose to keep climbing, keep shining. When we want help, but we're feeling broken as fuck. Well, are you really, are you, are you really broken? You're not broken. You just don't have your shit together. You have all the pieces there. You just don't have it all together. And half the time, it's because we feel like we're broke. We're not enough. It's that not enoughness. Money manifests this feeling in us and we link it to our self-worth. It's ridiculous. Just saying that 
we're scared, you know, we're scared to spend the 10K that's in our account, you know, acting like, acting like it's at zero. I know this feeling all too well. When there was a time where I was hoping and dreaming and praying to hit $500 and then hoping and dreaming I could make 1K, hit that 3K month was like the golden fucking ticket. And now it's like, oh God, I only have 10,000. Oh, I only have 16,000 available. Oh, I only have 19,000 available. <laughs> Feeling too stretched after a big investment, like it becomes this new norm. And as we grow and we scale, we have different reasons to feel stretched because in the beginning, it's just us. It's our family. It's our mom guilt. It's our financial flexibility and our freedom, right? And then as things grow and you scale and you hit multi-six figures, and you have people, like it's their livelihood, their jobs, their responsibility. There's more pressures that come into play. And then that debt becomes scarier because that means you either have to, you're going to impact someone else's life more. And as heart-led leaders and entrepreneurs, that's, that can be hard. But you need to identify what's causing this fear. It's not the money. It's not the debt. It's the result of not having enough or the fear of what's going to happen that hasn't even fucking happened yet. Worst case scenario, we're pros at it. But leave it at that. It's a worst case scenario. You're not there yet. And there's always a way out. There's always a way out. We are creative as fuck. We can always find a way out. If anything, we're the most equipped to find our way out of any situation. When you're feeling too stretched. Or you've overspent. Or maybe you spent money on the wrong thing. And you're regretting what you spent your money on. You don't want to just cut the ties and spiral on back into that. Like, I'm just going to cancel all my contracts. I'm going to let people go. I'm just going to go back to being me and figure it out by myself. Because when you do that, you take all that workload on again, because you're trying to be frugal, that frugal energy, that fearful frugal energy, like that's putting you back at square one, the struggle, being stressed out, feeling alone. Like there's one thing to scale back, cut yourself off a little bit, but you don't want to be left like limbless, just bobbing in the water, endless ocean. It doesn't help anyone. You still need to be able to function. So this is where you have to ask yourself, so what should we spend our money on when we're feeling like, you know, we're in debt and we're feeling stuck as fuck? Like most think just download, attend all the free events and fit your next project, you know, get inspired, just, just grind, knowledge hole, right? But when you fall into that binging cycle, because, you know, you're feeling like you're starving and you're trying to knowledge binge on all the free shit. And you're just adding to that vague information knowledge hole overload, which is now going to make you spiral and feel like shit because you're trying to save money. But now you're burning all your energy, which is actually costing you more than the money would have. Right. Instead, why don't you join Facebook groups and communities to help stay connected with other people like you? Because you want to find ways where you can make smaller commitments to invest your time, your energy, to invest your money in ways that you can still have accountability and support through these times of need. So maybe you can't afford high ticket private one-on-one. -on -one. Well, then invest in smaller commitments like a monthly membership. Shout out to the Mystic Sisterhood. Or, you know, so instead of private coaching, you could do a mastermind or a short-term mastermind or a, a private support boxer container or book a one-on-one -on -one call with someone instead of committing to a full eight-week, three-month, six-month program. There's always ways to get help. You just have to ask for it. And there's no shame in asking if there is a lower level tier. Most coaches and educators out there that are actually out to support will have a low tier, low ticket way for you to work with them and still get help. That's not just the free shit and the, the value content that you're binging and overworking and don't know how to apply. You still need to have the action plan and the strategy to move forward. This is why I opened Empower Hours. If you don't know about them, shout out to Empower Hours. <laughs> what are they? I shouldn't say shout out. If you don't know about them, I'm going to tell you about them. So Empower Hours, for example, if someone needs a one-off call with me, just to get out of get get out of their head, get an action plan going on what their next steps are going to be. I've made that an option. So it's just a one one off, one hour call, personalized action plan, so we can sit, strategize, and do an energy assessment, balance that shit out, get your head get out of your head and into motion. I know what it's like. I know it has to feel this way. 
And I find certain times of the year, there's more of a need for that. So I've opened my empower hours again. If you want to know how to book those, you can check out the link in the show notes. It's just a one-off. It's a one-off call to help you get ready to go. I've done this with my coach. I've reached out to her and was like, hey, one of my coaches. Actually, well, I got three of them. So um, both times, both of my ladies, I've reached out to recently for different things. Like, hey, do you got a one-off? I need to sit down and talk. Just like booking me a therapy session, except I need a direction because I get so excited and so active. I've been juggling so many things in two businesses. I needed help. I booked a one-off. And that's what helped me grow the sisterhood and get it going and launching because I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's what got me into this podcast and finally doing the damn thing and showing up. That's what got me here. That's what's got me into reworking and reevaluating and re-sparking my content and my conversations and what I what am I here for? Are these one-offs that I have with others? So I want to do the same for my clients and for those listening. So I opened Empower Hours. We need to have conversation. And then when I'm feeling lost and alone, do the same thing. I join containers and masterminds. If there's too many things going on at once, it can be a lot. So I'll often try to stagger, but there's different frequencies with me. You know, one of my other coaches working on speakers stuff and there's just, there's all these things I want to feed and fuel, but if I'm trying to do it on my own, I'm just constantly making notes and knowledge dumping and brain dumping and not doing anything with it. So I need the accountability. So I book the calls, book the one-offs, book the smaller containers. Maybe it's only like three months together. Maybe it's a few weeks. I have one that's a year long container where we're in there every single week and there's calls every month to keep me on track. Find what works for you and what commitments. I invested in these consistent commitments for myself this year to keep me on track. Whereas last year, I did a lot of deep one-on-one and high-ticket coaching with one-on-ones. And now this year, I'm keeping myself more consistent with containers and bite-sized pieces and keeping momentum. And I'm playing with that energy, which feels good to me. I'm still spending and investing in mentorship and moving my businesses, but in a different way. And I explain this as a way for you to try and understand what's going to work for you and what you need to do when you're feeling stressed or alone. Maybe a big lump sum is too scary. Then find another way to get what you need. And don't be afraid to ask. What's the worst? Someone says no? All right, move on. You're going to find it. But if you just stay in your head and don't actually do anything about it, you're not going to get the help or the support that you're looking for. When you're seeking support groups or masterminds, just make sure they're specific to the goals you have in mind or the focus you're on right now. I don't recommend like multi-tasking and multi-masterminding. It can get a bit crazy and make you feel even worse. And then you're just overspending on all the things and you just need to do one at a time. Just pick one, try it out, move on. Have control over each and every move and decision you're making. Invest in what's going to teach you how to sell and make sense of all of the shit that you're drowning in. That's what you want to spend your money on. That's where you want to buy time to figure it out and to get the help so it doesn't take you as long to get there. Save yourself a year or two of fucking around and that tens of thousands of dollars you're going to spend on fuck-ups by investing in those who can teach you how to sell and make the most of what you have. Not make you do a bunch of extra shit and invest more money and more things and more startups when you're not selling and booking what you have. Investing in systems and support that free up energy to create and generate an influx in cash flow is a big one. But if you can't sell what you have in order to then put the systems and support in place, cart before the horse. What benefits you now? Journal on it. Think on it. Figure it out. What do you need right now? And if you don't know, ask someone for help to help you figure that out. Spend money on what makes you money. It's that simple. You want to leverage your debt? Spend money on what makes you money. What got you here will not get you where you want to go. We hear that all the time. So start spending money on who or what will. A horse can't run if the reins are too tight. You're scared. You're holding on. And in fact, they'll most likely buck you the fuck off. And then they'll fuck off. And you're just left alone, injured. You might even die. Depends if you smash your head on a rock on the way down. You want to get worst case scenario with me. 
If you're holding on too tight, you're just pissing off the universe. The universe is your horse. It is your steed. Okay, let her take you where you want to go. You're still in control. All you have to do is trust the process and give her time to get there. Okay, you have to feed and water your horse and take care of it. You have to take care of the creature that's carrying you through this. That's the universe or God or whomever, whatever. But she is abundant. She is listening. They are working for you. This horse feels your gaze. They feel the shifts in you and your body weight as you look. And they are going in the direction that you're looking. So hold the vision and focus on where it is you want to go. And take note of what's going on around you. Utilize your surroundings. You're stuck in this hashtag survival mode. But you're doing a really shitty job of actually assessing what is at the ready for you to use. And make the most of where you are right now. I've been touching on this actually with two of my private clients and actually a couple of recent power hours that someone just had with me. But in all in all, these, these ladies were making, they're making their money-making action plans. And a lot of them were figuring out how to sell in stories and the shift in content because everyone was feeling so overwhelmed in their posts and their content creation. It's like, okay, well, let's just talk about you. So we were doing a lot of story strategies that I've been working on with these women lately and like, Owning their voice, owning their content, showing up in their self-expression, not in the way they should be and like all the shit that's jammed in our throats online. And one of the ladies is prepping for her next launch and she's stuck worrying about needing all these products and perfecting all this shit for Instagram and spending money on this extra online course in order to make it's just it just gets out of whack. It gets way too crazy. But yet she's so stressed about money and spending money. Which is really interesting because she's willing to like go and get all this shit that she thinks she needs or stock up all this other stuff and create this like crazy, like there's so much you can do with what's already available to you. So we just got to get real with that. Sometimes when you're so lost with all the puzzle pieces, you don't know what the big picture is. You need someone to like stand back and show it to you and be like, yo, this is what you said you wanted to make today. So let's do that. Right? There's always going to be more to learn. There's always going to be more time that you can waste trying to figure out more things that you can make. But you can always complain that you don't have enough money coming in. You're not making the sales. But if you're using all your time and energy to Google and fall into these knowledge holes and doom scrolls and thinking of all these other things without actually doing it or taking action, well, of course, it's a form of avoidance. You're avoiding the fact that you don't know how to show up and sell yourself. You're still hiding. You're not... You'd rather spend money on all this other shit than invest your time into yourself in order to make that money come in. Do you see where this disconnect is energetically here? Like one of my private clients is so damn incredible that she loses sight of how much she has going for her. She's struggling and feeling so upset about her debt at her age that she, she needs money and she's failing and you know, she, she's ashamed to tell her mom and ask for help. Yet she started with no clients in an absolute new service or area of service. Like it was not her specialty. And she's like, I want to do this. This is where the money's at. This is where I want to focus. She had no clients. And then she kind of like threw her branding away and tried to like re restart from scratch. We're like, no, 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 no. Your brand was on point. You know who you are. Don't reinvent yourself to sell this new service. Cycle, circle back, right? You're taking your new business, like your direction, your business in a new direction, I should say. But you still need to be true to who you are and what you see and where you're going. And now she's selling packages. She's got people coming in, the consults flowing in. She's doing the service. She's got a new collaboration with a med spa and a new space underway. Like it's all happening for her. She just had to own where who she is, where she's at and what she's invested in, which was her her not to mention like all the things she's manifested for herself she's capable she's she's been in the game she has a history of making 8k months and more but she's afraid of failing and that she's not gonna be able to do it again that's impossible you've done it once you sure as shit can do it again if not beyond it's just new territory for her but it's staying true to who she is and spending her money on where she, who she is and where she wants to go, who she's becoming and the dream, the vision. She has to hold the vision. And I share this with you because we all get scared. 
we all get scared when the world gets expensive, when endeavors get get expensive, when we, when we feel out of control, like we're waiting, we're waiting for it to come back. But if you show up consistently and pour into you and where you want to go, it will happen for you. Your debt is buying you time to make your dream come true. So let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the fact that we work for ourselves. This is our life, our business, our work, our art, our gift. No one can take away our ability to make money, to create, especially with the magic of connection in podcasts, YouTube, social media, in what we do in creating the most incredible client experiences. We are that. We are the ones doing this shit. We're doing it already. We just have to be open to receive and believe for ourselves that anything is actually fucking possible. It's a game, sister. You have to play in a fun way. There's no fun if we forget to play and forget who the fuck we are. It's all going to be okay. It is. You just don't want to give up. Because then you're not gonna you're not gonna see the payoff. It's all we're in it for the long game. We like our quick hits, we like our instant satisfaction. We love it. We love instant results. We love that dopamine high we're chasing. But the long game is the bigger payoff, the legacy cash, the life changing and loving ourselves through all of the work that we do and creating this beautiful life for ourselves and our family and leaving a better world behind full of beautiful fucking people. So let's celebrate our money and all that it does for us. The access we gain, the debt, the money we collect, the expected or unexpected money that's flowing our way, all of it. Celebrate all of it. So when you're feeling doom and gloom, you got to flip the script and celebrate that shit. All right? I love you. Much love, many blessings, and may every action you take manifest the wealth, prosperity, and success that you so wholeheartedly deserve and desire. If you love this podcast, be sure to follow, rate, or even give our sorority a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, you can even subscribe to the YouTube channel. Better yet, share this episode with your BFF or another business bestie. Not only will you put a huge smile on my face and fill my soul with pure joy, but you're also going to help show others that there's real value here for them too. Not to mention help build our community. Much love, many blessings, and shine on, sister.